0: Hey, what's going on everybody? It is Monday at 7 o'clock p.m. My name is Andre Anderson. I'm both host and founder of this company called BSTL. And what does BSTL stand for? It stands for Building Something That Lasts. So I hope you're keeping well. And by the way, I want to have a quick celebration if you don't mind. Our podcast has now entered into the world of Singapore. So we want to welcome Singapore. Um, We hope that you'll be with us, and we hope that you'll continue to tune in. Uh, Just wanting to highlight the fact that we are no longer just in the northern hemisphere, but we're on the other side of the planet now, and that's good because our message is not just localized, but we want to bring this message all over the world and be a part of the conversation with other great leaders that are talking about leadership things. So anyways, today I want to talk a little bit about progress over notoriety progress over notoriety and of course this is a topic um, that is near and dear to me Um, because these are some of the things that I often wrestle with, right? So when we often talk about succession planning and helping people to get to the next level, I am completely all for that, completely um, for the development and the growth of individuals. Like the reality is, you know, uh, in my culture, my Jamaican culture, my parents are Jamaican, they have this saying that um, people should never come back and find you where they left you, and I completely sign off on that, like completely, because I think it's important that people grow. But how we grow and how we do growth is also uh, important to me. So one of the things that I think about when I think about succession planning and helping people to move up and grow um, is that as leaders, we have to shrug off and shake off the, the desire to use various places as a platform to get to the next level. Now, let me explain this because I know some of you might jump at me and say, hey, um, Andre, we, we don't agree with you. And you're allowed to disagree, right? This is a platform where you can disagree with me because uh, we don't all have to feel the same and think the same kind of way. So here's how I, I kind of try to break this thing down a little bit. Because I do understand that when uh, students, when young people, young millennials, uh, and once upon a time it was Gen Xers, you know, we we didn't get to this age. We had to grow into this age. You know, once upon a time when we uh, graduated from college and and university, uh, we had student loans and we had debts, right? And we had things that we had to pay for. And we wanted to get our first vehicle and or buy our first condominium or house, um, so that we could get started with equity and, and building things and owning things so that you could kind of get your, your feet planted and out of your parents' home who have been taking care of you your whole life. And all of that is fine, right? And, and there is a means to an end, meaning that after you've graduated, you do have to go out and find a job. And maybe that first job that you find may not be the job that you really want. You've got your eye on something, but you've got to get that experience. So I recognize how the big machine works, um, how business works, and how uh, gaining experience is crucial and vital to the development and growth of every single person, but there has to be a place where we kind of draw a line in the sand, and when I say draw a line in the sand, what I really mean is, is that you do have some leaders, and I say this respectfully, who often use every single opportunity that um, is afforded to them as a means to an end, meaning that I start at this job because this job gets me to the next job, and then I get to the next job, and then that next job gets me to the next job. And I understand, right, because you're building, you're growing, right, and you do not want to remain stagnant. But there are some leaders um, that I am challenged by, and no, I'm not going to call any names um, because they don't have the benefit of maybe uh, responding uh, to me on this podcast. And maybe one of these days somebody will decide that, hey, I'd like to challenge you on something that you're saying. No problem. But the reality is is that it is okay to have a plan for your life. It is okay to to do your own personal strategic plan as to as to how you get from point A to point Z. All of that is important, however, At some point, you have to be very careful that the dreams and the aspirations that you have as a leader don't come at the cost of the individuals who are diligently working for you and serving you and serving with you. You have to be careful that you're not using those individuals as a stepping stone for greater and here's the reality, right? So what happens is, is that you, as a leader, you maybe you're working for a Fortune 500 company. And you've got to prove to them because they've given you this platform and they've given you this package that you're responsible for. And and it's your job to grow it over X amount of years. And there's a, a high expectation because you're young, you're bright, you're beautiful, you're handsome and gifted. And immediately, as soon as you get this portfolio that requires you to do a specific type of thing, you're not so much looking at those that will support you in the journey, Uh, you are almost like uh, focused completely on how is it that you're going to be able to create this thing and do this thing so well that it opens other doors. Now, the problem with this is a lot of times as leaders, the work that we place on others to do, we don't actually do that kind of work. So the reality is, is that while you are increasing the labor on those that are working for you and working with you, because really... Um, nobody is working for you in a sense, and I understand the hierarchy in business, so you do have a manager and a supervisor and a team lead, you have a CFO and all of that other stuff, so I know on paper what it means to work for somebody, but the reality is, is that they're working with you, and how you treat individuals on your way to stardom and on your way to notoriety is important. So you've got this person that reports to you directly and you're having weekly meetings with those individuals and monthly meetings with those individuals and you keep on putting more and more weight. Why not so much because you have their best interest in hand, but you are um, putting more work on them because they've got to find a way to make you look good. But the cost of it, right, because there's always going to be some kind of residual damage, right? So the cost of this thing is, is that as you are putting more work on him or her or them, whether they are highly skilled or not, there is a residual effect to all of this, meaning that those individuals that are now working tirelessly and overtime to make sure that they complete the assignment and make you happy as their leader, they are going home and they are stressed out because while you're sleeping at night, because you may not have the month end reports that they are required to do, uh, you're sleeping knowing that they're going to deliver. But guess what? You have now completely um, impacted their ecosystem, their family, their friends. As a matter of fact, they even had a life where they would go to the gym and work out or hang out with friends at the restaurant on the weekends, go and play some games, some sports, etc. But they've had to table that. The moment you got hired as their leader, because you're so fixated on what you're going to do next, you've forgotten that they are also being impacted by your desire to be great. And so here's the thing, and we've seen it also, right? Because some leaders are so um, fixated on being great that they only develop the things that are going to make them look good, but they often leave some gaps and some bridges and some broken areas for individuals that are going to be left behind. So to me, progress is not just what you will become as a leader, even though I desire for every leader to do better and to grow, but you've also got to make sure that while you are aspiring to move to the next level, even from the day that you've started this new job, this new assignment, Can you please do me a favor by identifying somebody quickly in this process that you are going to mentor so that when you bounce and you move to the next level of whatever leadership is going to look like for you, make sure that those that are left behind are not left with individuals that are inadequate inadequately prepared to do the job because you have hoarded, you have kept all the information, you haven't shared your own best business practices, you haven't shared some of the contacts of individuals that you are now partnering with I mean you've worked into in so much isolation that while you look good on paper no one has any idea about what it is that you do and how you've actually accomplished it and I know that this might be a hard conversation because really what I'm advocating for is transparency And I think that transparency is important. I think that it is important that even if you share information with somebody who may actually be able to do something better with it because they have different gifts and skills and abilities, let them have it. You don't lose anything by preparing and mentoring and equipping others to do better than you are. And here's the thing. I actually think that it would be a great compliment, and we've talked about this a little bit before. If you were actually aspiring to go somewhere, and because you've shared and become more transparent... Perhaps it is possible that somebody else that you've given the information now jumps past you and is uh, working in a capacity that may be above and beyond you. I still think that that is okay. Because again, do you only want to be known for what you are able to do as an individual, um, as a singular person, or do you want to be known as a person that is transforming lives and transforming the team that is reporting to you? And this is why transformational leadership is so crucial in this thing called leadership. Yes, also servant leadership as well. Both of those work hand in hand. But transformational leadership is so important because you're not just uh, transforming workflow and uh, uh, requirements. No, 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 you're transforming the people that are working with you. As a matter of fact, they begin to embody um, your style of leadership to the point where it's a compliment when people say that your team is just like you but I don't want your team to be just like you only for the purpose of stepping on people and stepping over people and and knocking people out of the way way on your way to success because here's the other thing. You may be helping your organization to thrive and to do well. And yes, the numbers are up and your, uh, your shareholders and your stakeholders, they may be clapping and excited for you uh, and they are excited for you and they're happy that they hired you. But here's the beast, the animal. Uh, the enemy that is also being uh, developed at the same time, depending on how you lead, you are also creating duplications of yourself in your team that may not necessarily be kind and loving, and empathetic. And I know, I know, it's not a daycare center. You're not running a daycare center. You're running a business, and there are bottom lines that are important. I get that. However, if you don't show people that it is possible to be successful without trouncing and trampling on people, then by the time you leave, you are actually leaving something that is in the process of exploding and imploding because people will believe because they've seen you jump to the next level that in order to get there, you've got to be unkind and take advantage of people and exploit people. And here's what I'm telling you. If you're as good as you say you are, and if you are as good as other people say that you are, then you should be able to do that without destroying people's lives. So it is about the team, right? So the organization is important because we want to see people progress. And the better that you do your job, it means that we can open some additional buildings and additional spaces, and you can double up on management because now you're doing so well that we can afford to hire some new uh, full-time heads, and the list goes on. But if the only person that is thriving is you, as you um, force and upload more and more work to those that work with you without empowering them and helping them to feel like they're a part of a process and not just a means to an end, then long-term you're creating a world that is cold and selfish and unwilling to make sure that everyone becomes the best person that they can be. So how do you avoid this then? You have to give yourself some checks and balances. And I'm talking about avoiding uh, being the type of leader that exploits people. You've got to have something in your office that reminds you that the greatest resource that you have in your office is not you, but it's the people that work with you. And let me also say this, this is why you've got to be honest with them, right? So, and I'm not saying that you have to tell every single person what your next move is going to be and what it is that you desire to do, but you've got to tell people where you're going, tell them how you, how you're going to get there. You've got to share these things with individuals because let me tell you something, the greatest gift you can give to people on your team, even if your goal is to jump ship after a short period of time, is the ability to do what you know how to do, but they have the capacity to do it in their own way because you've given them the gifts and the abilities. You've you've given them the books that you have. You've shown them the software that you have uh, downloaded. You have uh, allowed them to be in the room when discussions are happening so that they can see how an idea goes from being an idea to being implemented. And maybe I want to pause here and say this. If you are leading, stop having small meetings with just a few people that generally go along with you. Like, you've got to talk this thing through in a broader setting. Like, you've got to share your ideas uh, with other individuals, not when you're about to implement, but at the early grassroots um, level. And I understand, because I had this conversation uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, Some people will say, but why would you bother bother to do that? Like, they don't understand, right? They're not at the same level that you're at. And if you share it with them, they may not be able to do anything with it because they have no idea they have no clue they don't have the skills they don't have the education and here's what i told that person well neither did you until you did Right, So you didn't come with batteries included, you didn't come fully trained and equipped and able to function at the level that you're at. Somebody, whether they did it intentionally or not, mentored you to the point where you became an independent thinker, a leader that would be able to take ideas and concepts and principles and massage them together and create something. You didn't come fully equipped so if you leave and nobody or groups of people on your team are unable to figure it out because they've never been in the room. And here's the thing, most people wanna know how you're doing what they're do, what you do, but they just don't have the courage to come to you and say, hey, Andre, I noticed that you did this project recently. I wasn't in the room for it, but could you tell me how did you do this thing? And this is why boards are so important. And some people think that boards are for the purpose of voting things and um, um, being a part of the process of saying yes and or no. But can I tell you, I, I emphatically disagree. I believe that boards should be there to massage ideas Uh, to constantly go back to what the strategic plan is, the mission, the vision, the core values. Your boards have to be very clear on how you plan on getting to where you're going, and you also have to be able to give them the flexibility to plug their own ideas within the process and discuss it with them, or at least allow them to hear how you are coming up with the conclusion that you hope to get to, because that's how you develop more critical thinkers. Because here's the thing, like 20 years ago, there were um, best business practices that were thriving. Uh, They were doing well in 2000. But in 2023, some of the ideas and the processes and the way that people did things, they have become obsolete, not because they weren't good ideas in 2000 but in 2023 with this world that is changing I mean we've just gone through a pandemic I mean think about what happened to a lot of the mom and pop shops that Um, always argued that people need to come into the business establishment and they have to come with their cash, not even with a bank card or a visa card. Those stores, a lot of them closed down during the pandemic because nobody walked them through the process on how to keep your mom and pop shop, but be innovative based on where the technology is leading you. So I hope hope this is making sense to you all as you're listening to this because progress is not just personal, it's corporate. And if there is a thing that you can leave with your employers after you decide to go on to the next best thing that you have in mind is let them learn the process for how you do what you do. I think the kind of notoriety that the world is looking for is a space where people have no problem admitting that so-and-so, this man and or woman, they are doing better than you and you've just been a a, a catalyst in helping them to become their best person even though they may have done better than you in a shorter period of time. So maybe what I'm trying to do is uh, evaluate what progress looks like and progress has to be both personal and corporate all at the same time i think that it's possible for everybody to break bread and everybody to have the experience of growing and reshaping and evolving into a new thing and here's what you'll also discover along the way And this is part of this conversation around having these uh, dialogues and putting people in the room. If you do your job properly, then you will also find that those that used to be, quote unquote, your subordinates, they will start to speak in a way that will challenge you as the leader to do better. And I heard this not too long ago. Um, from somebody, I wish I could remember, but I want to make sure that I, I, I at least cite that it's not my idea. Somebody said that if you are the smartest person in the room, in every room that you go to, then you are not doing the right thing. So therefore, what that also means is, to the person that is learning from you, and growing from you, that individual needs to be able to sit at your feet and learn from you knowing that they may not be there right now but having grown with you and being able to lead with you they're going to get there someday because i think the companies that are growing and thriving they've learned something That you don't always have to be intimidated by the manager in the room, the CEO in the room. If that person is invested in you, regardless of whether or not you give them 30 to 40 years of your life. And of course, there's enough research that's out there now that says that millennials, they're not going to work at one particular place for 40 years like my parents would have. No, no. Absolutely not. They're going to work there until they outgrow the space, which means that a lot of uh, jobs that are out there, they are transitional, which means that you've got to recognize that just as you will be gaining a new person to your organization that is coming from somewhere, having worked there for 15 years, you're also going to be losing some people to other organizations because whatever they're doing there at that period of time, it helps um, to kind of fit into place what it is that they're desiring to do um, in their own personal lives. So if we all kind of have this corporate mentality that says, we want the village to do well, then here's what we'll do. We'll have less secrets, will be much more transparent. We will give individuals much more opportunities to try things. As a matter of fact, as some organizations do, we'll even educate some individuals. Because the moment that you pour into individuals, not just in letting them in the room, but even helping them to further their education, what you're saying is, I don't just care about you as you work as part of the organization, but I also care about you, the individual. Because as you are now growing, you might outgrow our organization. But wherever you go, I wish you the best. And part of um, demonstrating that is giving people the capacity to be in spaces that they may not be prepared for now, but they're going to grow and get there later. I hope you've enjoyed this conversation, right? Because one of the things that I'm hoping that we will do is we will stop making ourselves as leaders the number one person. We've got to help people to grow. We've got to choose to make their quality of life as important as our own, as we have our own aspirations. And if we do so, here's what's going to happen long-term. We will be facilitators in mentoring people who will do well and thrive no matter where they go, and yes, that compliment can and will come back to us because we don't just want our organizations th- to thrive. And I know competition and the list goes on. But wouldn't it be nice to be able to, to say that as a leader, you have trained the individuals that have moved along into all kinds of organizations and maybe therefore that becomes your notoriety as you're also planning on what you're going to do next if you want to hear me talk a little bit more about this at your organization please send me an email bstlinc21 at gmail.com and i hope you've enjoyed this conversation my name is andre anderson i'm both host and founder of this wonderful organization. And we're not just talking about leadership in a selfish personal sense. We want to help other people to develop and grow because somebody did that for us once upon a time, and we ought not forget. Take care. Hope you enjoy. See you all next week.